the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. We would invite you to join us for the next hour at 888-FORKFAX. That's 888-367-5329. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Uh, We're live and live for the next hour and we want to hear from you. Uh, Our phone lines are open. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Well, tonight we're going to bring you our final episode of our series entitled The Different Storms God Allows in Our Lives. Well, when we look around our world today, and even within our churches, there are many different storms that God allows in our lives. We have seen so many storms over the past few months, personal storms where family members have passed away, where people have uh, contracted disease, cancer. We've seen conflicts all over the world and most recently in Israel. Storms are appearing everywhere. God uses these storms, however, to mature us, to break us, to remake us, and to conform us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. The big question is, are we truly listening to the lessons of these various storms in our lives? Storms that God is using to get our attention and to get us to a place where he wants us to be. And it's not because he hates us. It's not because he wants to hurt us or punish us, but rather the contrary, because he loves us. So tonight, We bring you part nine, our final segment in this series, The Different Storms God Allows in Our Lives. So stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. Thank you so much for that uh, powerful introduction, as always. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. And we want to encourage you to prepare yourself to get blessed with a pen and paper and a desk and especially a Bible. So we have been talking about this series for a good while now, and we trust that many of you have been blessed and encouraged in the spirit. And by way of review, uh, I just want to cover what I have uh, dealt with thus far and get to the seventh one tonight. Uh, we've talked about, number one, storms that 
we create. Number two, we talked about corrective storms in our lives. And then uh, number three, we've talked about perfecting storms that God brings in our lives to mature us. And then fourthly, we talked about protecting storms to get us to stay still in the storm so God can bring a calm in our life. And then fifthly, we talked about lesson storms, that God gives these storms in our life to teach us lessons. And then sixthly, we talked about trusting storms, that God takes us through these storms in life to build trust in him, uh, greater trust in him. And then seventhly and lastly, we're going to talk about tonight purpose storms. And we know from uh, Genesis 50 and 20, and Joseph said to his uh, brothers, what you intended for evil, God will bring good. And that fits into Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. So God has a purpose in every storm that you go through in life. You know, by nature, I'm saying this to all of us, by nature, we are people that try to be independent of God. We have that in our nature from our foreparents, Adam and Eve. And we, uh, at times, can try to be independent of God, and God tells us through uh, Solomon and uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, so he can direct your path. A lot of times, our path is getting disrupted and getting uh, displaced because we allow the flesh to get in there. We allow our own uh, intellect, our own independence. And how many times, my friend, do you really ask for prayer before you make a big decision? How often do you talk with God one-on-one? -on -one? And then also ask God for wisdom from other wise people. You remember the Bible talks about this wisdom and the multitude of counselors, and it tells us to lean not into our own understanding, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But we are stubborn people, and we're also impulsive, sporadic, and we just love to do it our way. We have that ingrained in our nature from Adam and Eve. They just wanted to do it their way, and we still have that battle too. Uh, you know, and God... Uh, puts us in these storms to knock all that stuff out of us. Now, I want to say this by way of introduction, and you may want to make a note of this, that uh, season, write down the word season. God has a season for all of us, you, me, and everybody that's listening. And he puts us in these seasons. And sometimes the seasons can be uh, summer, hot, fall, hot days, cold days, freezing days, hurricane days, tornado days. But after every storm, there is a rainbow that comes out if our lives are built upon Jesus as the rock. The rock, Jesus, is unmovable, unbreakable, stable. And we need to build our lives on him every day because you notice after every storm, uh, in real life, 
Rocks are always stable. They have stability. And you will have that too. And in the Lord, if you stand in him and build your life upon the rock. And uh, I want to encourage all of you that's listening to get the book by Dr. James Dobson, uh, When God Doesn't Make Sense. There's a lot of things in your life and my life and and some of you going through some things right now that just don't seem to make any sense. And you should get that a book by James Dobson. I got a long time ago when God doesn't make sense. And he has CDs on that. And get also the book by Dr. Tony Evans, Divine Disruption. He had it in his life uh, after his wife died uh, and many family members and he got COVID. It just all happened in one year. And he wrote that book, Divine Disruption. Are you going through a divine disruption right now in your life? Maybe, my friend, you were just trying to do it your way. And things didn't turn out the way you wanted it. Because you just leaned to your own understanding and just jumped out there. And God said, uh, that's not the way I wanted it to be. And so hopefully you'll learn from those things. Now, I want to talk about in my body three vital purposes of God working out in our lives. Three vital purposes of God that he works out in our lives. Number one, uh, God takes us through storms for a purpose, to draw us closer to an intimate relationship with him as Lord of our lives. So God allows storms in our life to to draw us closer to an intimate relationship with him as Lord of our life, to help us to put him first, to deny our self-interest work over his work, our selfish interest work, and to put his plans over our plans. Because that's what we oftentimes do. We put our plans before God's plans, and God has to put us through a storm and break us to remake us, to humble us. Not because he hates us, but because he loves us, my friend. Now, number two, number two, another purpose of God is to, and why he allows storms in our life, is to conform and transform. Notice how that sounded like? Conform and transform us into the Imago Dei, into the image of Christ. See, we go through these storms in life because God is using them to get you to be more like Christ. I use the word reflectors of his imago Dei, his image and his likeness. You see, because the number one thing that Satan uh, gets at God the most is causing human beings that was created in his image and his likeness to act differently. You look at all the things going on in our world today. People involved with transgender stuff and uh, all involved with uh, all sorts of uh, pornography and, and drugs and alcohol abuse and all sorts of things, uh, idolatry and immorality. And these things have to do with Satan causing people to act different from the being a reflectors of his image and his likeness. And uh, 
It's interesting that in Genesis chapter 5, you might want to look at that sometime. In Genesis chapter 5, after Adam and Eve had sinned, it says that Adam, uh, you know, begot uh, a son and children in his own image. It's interesting how that changed from God's image and likeness to Adam's. And all of us who are born, even though we are born uh, in the creation of God, we still act like human beings over the divine being. And God has to knock out of us a, a lot of things to get us to uh, reflect his image and his likeness, to be reflectors of that. And then to carry out that reflection in everything we do. You remember, it says in Hebrews chapter one, he is the brightness of God's image and likeness. And the way we get back into God's likeness and being reflectors is to be in Christ, to have the mind of Christ, to be like Christ, to be childlike in everything we do. Not childish, but childlike. And number three, and lastly, and thirdly, lastly, the reason why God's purposes and God uses them in our life in the storms is to bring us to a stronger conviction, stronger conviction of tr trusting in him. God allows these storms in our life to strengthen our faith and trust in the testing and tough times to bring stronger conviction in our life, to bring radical conviction in our life, to bring boldness in our life, to bring bold conviction by and through the Holy Spirit to bring us into a stronger conviction of loyalty and trustworthiness in him. So God knocks out of us the flesh, being controlled by the flesh, and he wants to knock in us being controlled by the spirit, Galatians 5 and 22, because one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Our lives are so out of control, even not only in the Middle East, but in our homes and in our churches, in our communities, and everywhere. Businesses, everywhere, out of control. And we need to repent. I'll say this in conclusion. We need to repent through our season of testing and trials and make God our priority over our pleasures. Notice all of these Ps. We need to make God, this number one P, God's priority over our, another P, pleasures. And then we need to get into another P, his purposes, uh, over everything that we do, see? And we need to turn back to our first love and a right fellowship with, with the Lord. So we ask God right now to sanctify us. I'm gonna ask you to pray with me with this prayer. Lord, I confess my sins and I repent of my sins in this season that I'm going through. And I surrender my life to you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, empower me by your spirit to bear fruit. Help me, Lord, to get to the root so I can bear fruit. In our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask and pray and we say together, amen in the name of the Father, amen in the name of the Son, amen in the name of the Holy Spirit. Brother Gary. 
Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick that phone up. Give us a call. We're right here tonight to answer your questions. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. All right. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith. With your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Council, and expert on the cults, Dr. Gary L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. We're here to ask, answer your questions. Or if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. We always say, make prayer your first response, not your last resort. God is right there, ready to answer your prayer, ready to hear from you. You don't need to go running down the street to your neighbor. Check in with God first. Make prayer that first response, not your last resort. So we just want to encourage you tonight that if you have questions or comments, if you need prayer, we're here. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. And so we also want to just take this opportunity to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. We uh, so appreciate those prayers because this is a prayer-driven ministry. It's one of the main reasons we're on the air is because of your prayers. We know this. And so we encourage you tremendously to pray. We thank you so much for those of you who have been doing so. We also want to thank those of you who have so generously stepped up to the plate and been a financial blessing to this ministry. It is a listener-supported ministry. We always need your support. Matter of fact, right now we have a deficit of $130. So maybe somebody tonight, within the sound of my voice, can make that happen, pledge that $130 tonight. Uh, there's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California. Tiburon spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. So that's one way. The second way is so much simpler. You can go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, it's just that simple and uh, you can make a tremendous difference. People will be hearing the word of God from week to week, getting their questions answered as a result of your generosity. Also tonight, we just want to take time out and appreciate all of our veterans. Those of you who have served in the military, We honor you tonight. We thank you for your service. And we also want to take a moment to remember those of our family members who are no longer with us, who have passed on as a result of being involved in the armed services. And we just want to take the time to remember them and thank their family members and and appreciate all that they've done in giving the ultimate sacrifice 
for freedoms that we should never take for granted. So we appreciate all the veterans. We appreciate everything that you've done and we say thank you. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to uh, go to these phone lines? Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, uh, looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, looks like Brother Rick is uh, on line one. Brother Rick, how, how are you doing? doing? I'm blessed, how about yourselves? Well, we're truly blessed and just uh, highly favored here and just letting God use us uh, as he continues to do. Yes, and what's on your heart tonight, my brother? And tonight, you know, we, we know that this war is going on in Israel right now, between Israel, Hamas, and, uh, and other terrorist organizations. And I just want to find out why there is so much uh, anti-Semitism and hatred of Jews, especially in the United States. It has increased uh, by, by a lot. Could you right. give us a breakdown on that? Yes, that, that's a very good question, Brother Rick, and and thank you so much for that, because uh, as you indicated, there's so much of that going on today. And I would say uh, that there are several uh, reasons uh, why uh, I believe uh, that this is going on. Now, uh, one of the first major reasons over uh, fighting there over the in the land, I think it's just a uh, a land issue because it's been uh, brought up over and over that they uh, hate the Jews because they believe they took the land from them. I mean, that's, to me, minute in comparison to what I'm getting ready to tell you. I believe that there's a number of reasons, and I believe that number one, uh, God uh, used Israel as a platform to bring the Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ, into the world. And this is why Satan hates the Jews so much. And he uh, not only hates the Jews, but he hates spiritual Jews, which is uh, all of us, you know, because we're spiritual Jews today. And we are chosen in Christ today. Uh, and, and Jesus said that they will hate you because they first hated me. So uh, they're hating the people by which the Messiah uh, Jesus, who was Jewish himself, came, and Jesus said that they would hate him because they first uh, hate you because they first hated me. And so the devil is behind all racism, not only of the Jews, but blacks, whites, Asian, Palestinians, and Africans. We see this in Ephesians 6 and 12. And uh, people are just illogical, irrational, hateful, fearful, uh, they're fearful of the unknown and anything different from them. And and some people are greedy. They think that this they, this is theirs over everybody else. And God is not about the land. The, the land, what the Jews need to understand and the Gentiles too, the land was something that God always uh, dwelt in when the temple was there. The temple is no longer in Israel because the temple was the dwelling place of God. So we're under a new covenant now, and God is no so, not so much interested in the land, but he's interested in landing in our hearts. That's the, the issue. You remember, he told the, the uh, woman at the well, remember in John 4, he says that, you know, they talking about God dwells in Jerusalem up on this mountain, and Jesus said the true believers will 
serve him in spirit and in truth. People got a wrong understanding of what's going on in our world today. And this is why this program helps to knock ignorance out of a lot of people. Now, uh, the, some people will judge and hate an entire race based upon uh, one person doing something wrong to them. Now, number two, I believe that uh, the, the, they hate the Jews because uh, they claim to be the chosen race. Uh, uh, not one today is chosen race, but by ethnicity. So I want to make a correction on that, that uh, when people start to get into, I'm the chosen race and God worked through me. Uh, no, uh, the chosen race today uh, is not based upon ethnicity, but it's based upon identity in Christ. People need to make a note of that. It's not based upon ethnicity. Notice how that sounded like. It's based upon identity in Christ. That's what uh, Hebrews, uh, should read Hebrews uh, chapter 9 through chapter uh, 11, because Paul breaks it down that way. And then, because remember in Galatians 3 and 28, you remember he said, neither Jew, uh, slave, free, bond, free, male, free, female, we're all one in Christ. It's all about in Christ now. It's not about into race. I'm chosen because of race and land. It's because of uh, identity in Christ. Number three, they hate the Jews because they are been successful. They've been a very successful business and banking people. And they have... A lot of people have been envious of that, and they have businesses everywhere, you know, Jewish people. And a lot of people have envied the Jews because of that. That's another thing of hatred right there. You know, Louis Farrakhan, you know, Farrakhan. I say Farrakhan because he's cunning the people, cunning a lot of our black folks. You know, always talk about, you know, the last names of, of the Jewish people and make a mockery of Weinstein, all these other things, you know. And now, number four, I believe that uh, there is a hatred of Jews because God uh, will work with them, the Jews. Uh, they, he worked with them early in, in history, and he will also be dealing with them at the end of time in history. And uh, Jews have always been persecuted like blacks and many other races, Asians, uh, Jews going all the way back to Moses and they wanted to kill all the males. And then two years and under and Jesus two years and under and genocide has been going on, not just during the time of Hitler, it's been going on uh, wherever and ever. And then uh, I just want to say, lastly, that, you know, uh, the, the the people, the Jews are being hated because uh, they're going to be a great part of the fulfillment of prophecy and the end of time, according to the Bible. We see uh, this mentioned in Revelation 7 and 14 and, and on and on and on. So I think those are some uh, points that I believe that why there is a hatred of the Jews, 
But I think the number one thing is uh, Jesus came through the Jews and he's Jewish. So uh, Satan is making a big old to do because he's really getting at Jesus and the Antichrist will do that at the end of time. And he may possibly be Jew because in the book of Daniel, it talks about he comes out of the line of his brethren. So, you know, I don't think that they're going to let a uh, Gentile in the end of time sit in the temple. I know some people say, well, there's not going to be another temple built. Well, well, that's not according to Second Thessalonians chapter uh, 2. It says he sits in the temple and claims to be God. That's a temple right there. And I don't think that that's figurative language. I think that's real language of the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition. So hopefully, Rick, that helps out and that's giving you some insight. I definitely appreciate that. You got Especially it. It's a lot to chew on. I, I kind of gave a Bible study on it, <laughs> but it's a good Bible study. So chew on that and uh, think about it and let me know what you think. I'll do that. Yeah, let me know. I'd like to get some feedback too. All right, Brother Rick, God bless. And you have any prayer requests okay. before we let you go? Keep praying for my health mm -hmm. and pray for the like, upcoming Bible study. Okay. Over at, uh, over at the facility. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Brother Gary, you want to do that? All right. So, Brother Rick, are you leading a Bible study at the facility? I might be leading it. All right. We really want to pray. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, that you anoint him and give him supernatural wisdom, creativity, imagination, and favor as he communicates the word of God through this Bible study. We pray, Lord God, that those in attendance would be blessed, that they would learn, that they would grow in their faith and knowledge of you. We pray, Lord God, that you also bless Brother Rick's health, strengthen him, and encourage him in his physical man, Lord God. And we just rejoice that as long as he's here, Lord God, you've got a work for him to do, Lord God. And we just pray that you continue to expand that work, Lord God, and allow him other opportunities to share your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother Rick. God bless you, my brother. We look forward to hearing back from you again. All right, look like Gary, you need to go to a commercial break and then we'll come yeah. back and come back and uh, we'll get to Sophia. That sounds All like right. a good plan. Yes, sir. Well, it is time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open and we want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven. Five three two nine. So don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Contending for Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name's Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 
F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. So don't be shy. Give us a call. Again, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for contending for the faith. I want to thank all of you who have been praying for my wife. She has uh, surgery this Tuesday. She has uh, cancer of the uterus. And so we're just praying right now. They're saying it's stage one. We're praying that it goes from stage one to stage none by the power Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit and God's grace. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate all the prayers that are going forward on our behalf. Our family thanks you for that. But we just want to encourage you to keep praying because, like I said earlier, prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. We know that our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We don't have to worry. You know, worry is looking into your future and you're not seeing God. All you're seeing is your own resources, which are insufficient. We have to look into our future and recognize that God is standing there. He's in our future. He's in our present. He was in our past. And we have to recognize that our best days and our most blessed days are yet to come. God has not called us to be warriors. He's called us to be warriors. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That, uh, We need to stand upon God's promises and be prayerful. So we want to encourage you tonight. Continue to pray. Pray always for contending for the faith. And we want to thank those of you who also have been generously giving to this ministry. As I mentioned earlier, we have a deficit of $130. We know that someone tonight is going to take care of that. There's two ways that you can give. You can address a check or money order to contending for the faith, P.O. Box 553. Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button, and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, you ready for uh, our phone callers? I think we have Sophia waiting. Yes, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, Sister Sophia, I can't wait to hear your lovely voice. Well, um, good evening, gentlemen, and I want to say, you know, thank the Lord, Brother Gary, that he revealed this cancer early on to your wife, and she's going to be fine because the prognosis is excellent with stage one, so it'll be taken care of, and he he wanted to make sure that you found it early. That's what we need, too. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Absolutely, and we're all praying for her. Now, without... My question is, um, I was reading Matthew, and let me just read a little of it so I can give context to people. It says, Simon Peter, um, no, and he said to them, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. I have to turn the page. My Father who is in heaven, but my Father who is in heaven. And so, and and then he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. Now the question I have is that 
friend of mine who's Catholic says, well, this is proof that God, that Peter was the first pope, and that he was announcing, you know, making him the pope. And then other people say, no, Jesus is talking when he says, this, upon this rock I shall make my church. It's the revelation of God. So I want to know what does what does Jesus mean when he says, "On this rock I will build my church." Oh, that's a very good question, and thank you for your question, Sophia. We always appreciate it. Well, what I'm going to do uh, right now is give you a little bit of Greek. I don't want to overwhelm you with it, but when I give you some Greek and I give everybody out there a little Greek, it'll help to take fusion out of confusion because God is not the author of confusion. So uh, the word for Peter in the context here in uh, Matthew 16, uh, where he's talking about in verses 13 through uh, 20, uh, he says, uh, you know, upon this rock, I will build my church uh, and the gates of Hades shall not prevailed against it. So the Greek here that I'm going to give you is uh, the word two P words, okay? The first one is pet, petros, P-E-T-R-O-S, P-E-T-R-O-S, which means small stone. That means small stone. And Peter is the small stone. And Jesus used another Greek word for himself, which was Petra, P-E-T-R-A, Petra, which means a foundation. So in a boulder, uh, we see this more in chapter 7, 24, and 25. So what Jesus is saying, he's not going to build it upon Peter, uh, Petros, but Petra. And that's what he's saying. So the Catholic Church get the two Greek words mixed up, and they uh, isogee the, the, the foundation of what is being said here. And matter of fact, to add to this, Peter says in 1 Peter, and I hope that everybody's taking notes on this because it's very important unless you have a tremendous memory. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter 2 and 5, the church is built of living stones, uh, and he's talking about Jesus uh, and Jesus. So when we get to the word Petra, in the context upon this Petra, I will build my church, not on Petros, but Petra, which means the foundation boulder of Jesus Christ. And so uh, uh, according to the Roman Catholic Church, the rock refers to Peter, so they're misinterpreting the Greek meaning of the word, and the word Peter is the Greek word that I gave you, uh, which is uh, what I told you uh, earlier, which is Petros, and it's not Petra. So the Roman Catholic Church refers to Peter as the Petra, and they are taking it out of context. Uh, the Protestant understand the rock to be Jesus, and this is Jesus who will build his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Uh, Peter doesn't have the strength to fight 
in and of himself against the gates of hell is only the authority of Christ. And he leaned on the authority of Christ. So uh, Jesus makes it very clear. Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Not because of Peter, uh, but because of God working through Peter as the Petra, the boulder, the foundation. And when Peter relied upon the foundation, the gates of hell could not prevail against him. So hopefully uh, that has given you some insight. I've given you a little Greek class and you go back to them and say, uh, this is what I learned in a Greek class. <laughs> and, uh, and let it be a blessing to somebody who's listening because we try to make sense out of the insensible. Well, that is so sad. I can't even, only a Dr. Bucknell. I mean, that was, how do you do that, that you do this entire tutorial in two minutes and you just, up however many minutes, and, and give such an explanation that just clarifies everything. And you do it every week. It's astounding, but it's fabulous. So God bless you both. And Brother Gary, I know your, your wife will be okay, or, I mean, will pray, if it's God's mm-hmm. will, and it, it will, it, it Everything's early now, and that's when you want to catch these nasty things that come upon the body early so we can knock them out of the park. Well, thank you so much for your always your encouraging words. And, uh, yeah, the Holy Spirit is the one that works through me. Uh, and it's been 52 years of uh, letting the Spirit use me as well as uh, seminary training, Bible college, and just uh, digging deep into his word and into the Greek languages and the Hebrew too. So thank you always. And thank you for the encouraging words for Brother uh, Gary. And thank you for your prayers as well. Uh, God bless you both. Good night. God bless you too. Good night. Always get blessed by her, uh, Brother Gary. Always. Such a pleasure. Yes. Well, we have uh, a question off the air from our brother Alfred, who wants to know what are the characteristics of the Antichrist? Well, that's a very good question. uh, Right? (laughs) What's what's that? I said in a hundred words or less. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Alfred, thank you for your question. As always, good ones. Um, Well, you know, you see a lot of the characteristics of the Antichrist in Second uh, uh, Thessalonians chapter two. That's what I meant to say earlier. Uh, if I said First Thessalonians, I meant to say Second Thessalonians. So in Second Thessalonians chapter two, it lays out the characteristics of the Antichrist, not only there, but also in Revelation chapter thirteen. You will get a lot of the characteristics of the Antichrist throughout the book of Revelation. But let me just kind of give you a little meat to chew on, okay? Because we don't deal with bones in this uh, ministry, Continue for the Faith. We deal with the spiritual sirloin steak in the Lord. So uh, one of the characteristics of the Antichrist will be that uh, this is the counterfeit. He's always been the counterfeit all the way back to the time of Moses when 
they literally uh, threw down their rod and it became a serpent. And then Moses threw down theirs, Aaron, actually, and it uh, became a rod and swallowed up. So the devil has always been in the business of counterfeit. And the end of time, he will be counterfeiting, also saying that he is God. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 talks about he claims to be God. And then also uh, he will sit in the temple and uh, claim to be God. Also in Revelation chapter 13, he fakes a resurrection because the scripture says in Revelation 13 that he was wounded. And it says that his wound was healed and the whole world wondered after him. He'll get before the world and say, you know what? You never saw Jesus come back from the dead, but look at me. So he's going to fake these two major things of his characteristics. And he will also fake being Christ. That's why he's called the Antichrist. That's going to be his biggest characteristic. He will fake to be Christ, but he's known as the Antichrist. Antichrist is not mentioned in Revelation, but it's mentioned in the epistles of John. So we can build upon this some more in the future. I can talk more about this, but these are just some key things. And I believe it's going to be Jewish. As the book of Daniel talks about, he comes out of his brethren. So uh, he's the lawless one and Christ is the lawful one. All right. So anyway, Brother Gary, I turn it over to you. All right. Well said, Dr. Buckner. Always give these wonderful responses to Alfred's questions. Amen. Well, we to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Colin, our engineer tonight. Great job, my friend. And you, are, you our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you, you, and uh, please keep us in your prayers always until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Uh, my name is Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.